0: Everybody, Jim here from Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Welcome to episode 185. Thank you for joining us tonight. So, quick shout out and thank you to Zwick for joining us last week. It was awesome to talk to him as always. Uh, definitely make sure to check out the episode and check all of his links and the Thought Cops Twitch to check out when he's streaming. And as you can tell, I'm doing the intro, so that means no Brian tonight. Uh, he's got something he's got to take care of on his end, so. Uh, should be back next week, but we have an ace up our sleeve. We have we have the ultimate pitch hitter. You know him if you follow our page from our monthly bonus episodes of Bonus Beers, or you've seen him around on Twitter, on YouTube, and on his own podcast called The N Squared Podcast. He's our buddy, Nerdy Nick. Nick, what's going on, man?
1: What's up, guys? Or Jim, I should say. God, I'm just so used to both of you guys being here. But I am, yeah, I am glad to fill in for Brian and I hope that everything is, uh, taken care of, uh, you know, and all that stuff, but Hey, we're here. It is power hour time, baby. And I'm excited.
0: Yeah, man. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know and how do they not Nick tell everyone where they can find you
1: Ah, as I guzzle some beer down, you can find me as Jim said, on my podcast, the N Squared Podcast, on all major platforms. You can also find me on YouTube under the channel name Nerdy Nick underscore 91, on uh, Twitter at BuffNerd, and on Instagram at NerdyNick91, where you can find all of my shenanigans. Lately, I've been a little bit busy wedding planning and whatnot, as this is my wedding week, so we'll be getting back to some regular stuff, you know, in the next week or two. After Thanksgiving, of course. Yeah, you've been uh, doing pretty damn well with your podcast, and it must be
0: like nice and freeing to just be like, "Oh, I'm a nerdy guy," so you can like hit every single gamut of whatever you want from week to week. You don't have like a set thing, kind of. It's just like, "Oh, this week's gonna be wrestling heavy," or like your last episode where you talked about
1: the new Modern Warfare two for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's pretty awesome. I that's the one thing that I I think I prefer over uh, YouTube videos is that I have a mic. And I have subjects and I just go, you know, there's no worrying about, you know, what video theme I'm going to do or this or that or the other thing. It is just hit. it's it's a buckshot. Yeah. And it's also kind of like like I use our bonus episodes to like
0: catch up on current media because I don't watch anything ever. So right. it's actually nice. Like you kind of do it a little bit on your thing, too. Like I remember one of your earlier episodes of your podcast. You just sat there and listened to the whole new Limp Bizkit CD.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that is exactly what we did. We did like a song-by-song song, uh, song, by song uh, review. Just two bros sitting on the couch listening. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So,
0: uh, actually, speaking of sitting
1: on the couch and drinking as you do, what are you drinking tonight? Right, so tonight I am trying something brand new that I've never had before. This is from Belching Beaver Brewery. Um, this is called America's Favorite Peanut Butter Flavored Milk Stout. It is Ooh. a stout with natural flavor. Um, it comes in at 5.3 alcohol, uh, by volume. Uh, I don't know where, where this comes out of. Let's see. I'm not sure where this brewery is. It's established in 2012. It says, um, peanut butter flavored milk stout. I'll read the brief description here. It says, Troy came up with the idea of combining the flavor of peanut butter with our milk stout. And he nailed it. Don't let the dark color fool you. This beer is delightfully easy to drink with cascading aromas of roasted peanuts, dark chocolate, and coffee. Good times to you, my friend, and welcome to the beaver family. Now that was called the what beaver? Belching beaver.
0: Here's Alright, that's either silly or disgusting, depending on how perverted you are. <laughs>
1: I never, fuck you, Jim, because I never thought of the, the disgusting thing before. That's the first thing my brain went to. Yeah, but this is a dark beer, as you would imagine. It looks very chocolatey, almost like, you know, almost got the Coca-Cola look to it. so dark. Oh, but, wow. Um, th- it is extremely, it is not super heavy. These are almost kind of like, just like too smooth to be a milk, st- I don't know, like to be a stout in general. Yeah, milk stouts. It.
0: Milk stouts are generally, like, kind of pretty smooth, like, as long as you're used to the coffee flavor and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember, like, early on, like, I hated stouts, because I was like, eh, I don't like coffee, but, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm the Keystone guy, too, so what do you expect, but... Well, same as Yeah, now, but, yeah. like, I mean, I'll go for a stout or a porter any day over, like, most IPAs at this point, if I have a choice, just because it, it, it's easier. Oh, and yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't even the bitter. Beer. Yeah. This, you know what? Imagine a chocolate... Uh, a a melted down piece of chocolate that has, like, some coffee grinds maybe in it. And then you dip another butter in it. That's Ooh. what this tastes like.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, this is really good.
0: I will have to keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah, I'm digging it.
0: Yeah, and I am drinking from the Victory Brewing Company, local favorite of uh, the PA region, the Berry Monkey. It is a fruited, sour triple. Comes in at 9.5% alcohol and... Let's See here? A Sour Berry Twist. Perfectly fruity, sour triple ale loaded with raspberries that add the, just the right balance of sweetness and tang with a smooth finish. It's undeniably berry good. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Malts of Pilsner, hops of Tidnang, and yeah. Uh, you know what? I've always been a fan of Victory's Sour Monkey, and this is kind of like an offshoot of that, but way less tart, so... If you don't gotcha. like the uh, harsh tartness of a lot of sours, while still having a fuckload of alcohol in it, this is good. <laughs> this is really smooth, and it's right like not—it's not boozy at all either. So, yeah, so you said dangerous. that's local? Uh, yeah, it's local, but you can find it like a lot all around the East Coast. So, okay,
1: I'm gonna say that the logo Victory—it looks very familiar.
0: Yeah, you might have
1: it out by. You. I mean, like their mm.
0: Hop Devil and Golden Monkey are like their biggest ones. So, okay, I'll have to keep an eye out. Yeah, but if you see the berry one, this is this is really goddamn good. Victory really mm-hmm. doesn't have any misses. Like I've never had anything really bad from them. But if you like you Nick uh, being mm-hmm. the uh, the health conscious type, get ready to have about you know two hundred fifty to three hundred calories per uh, can with this. So. Well, I can
1: only imagine what this fucking milk stout's got.
0: <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Touché, sir. But yeah, and fuck it, it's speak- wedding week. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Load up
1: now, look extra swell
0: and uh, puffy for the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? Speaking of gaming and you playing Modern Warfare Two in your latest episode, what have you been up to?
1: Yeah, so I've just been dedicating my time to. I uh, actually beat the campaign, and I loved it. Um, was I it actually, as short as
0: you were thinking, or did it like was it a little longer?
1: It was probably as short as I was thinking it was going to be, and that's just it was disappointing because the campaign was actually really good. It was solid. Mm-hmm. I haven't played a um, a campaign like that in quite quite some time with Call of Duty. Um, they try some new things with some different mission types and whatnot. I don't yeah. want to spoil it, you know, um, but it was really good. And then I've just been playing a lot of the multiplayer on my PS5. Nice. It's, it's Yeah, the game type or the game types are, you know, you're, you're pretty standard, but they do drip feed in some new ones. There's like a, um, oh gosh, what is it called? It's basically um, capture the flag, but with like a teammate.
0: Yeah, like the uh, or are you talking about like the prisoner mode?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like that one's really fun. Um, it is a little bit different, like with. Um, I think we talked about it in my episode, where you don't have like a stats hub, so you don't get to see like your KDR, your win and loss record, what your favorite weapon is, so on and so forth. Um, which is like disappointing. I guess like if anything, most people just look at it for ego. Right. But I just like to see it like, oh, how many grenade kills have I gotten? Because that's like my thing. Like, I played a match last night. I got two flashbang kills, which <laughs> are, are they're hilarious wow. to see happen. Two, two yeah. flashbang kills? Holy shit. Two, I you literally basically hit, have to nail them in the head with it. <laughs> yeah, I hit a guy with a flashbang, and you just see him collapse immediately. And it was fucking hilarious. And then I got like three Semtex kills in that, um, that game as well. Nades are kind of my thing. But... um yeah, it is a really fun game. It's a solid pickup. Uh, I did get like kind of pissed off because uh, the the week after I got it, um, Target did a buy two get one free sale, ah. and that was one of the games on the list. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" But it's all right because you know what? Like, I went to GameStop, did the whole like night of release um, where they do like the you know special event or whatever for that. Yeah. Um, I got the steel book along with it and a giant Modern Warfare 2 poster. Uh, so it was really cool. I, I, I really like the game. I'm digging it. Um, I haven't really been doing too much of like trying out a new game per se other than Call of Duty. Uh, just because I've been so busy uh, right now, I'm just more along the lines of like, give me something I can pick up and play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know. no, makes perfect sense. Yeah, what do you call it? Uh, I don't know if we got into it too deep last episode, but Brian and I did the midnight release like we always do. Uh, 10, 12 years going for him, something like that. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I just download it to my Xbox because like the time it takes to fucking load it from a disc and download the rest of it. And I'm mm-hmm. playing on the original Xbox One, so like, oh, I'm okay. playing on ancient shit, with that... Because that's what my buddies who play COD still have. So... Like by the time I'll be getting on, it'll be like three a.m. and they're ready to go to bed almost. So yeah. I buy it, I preload it, and then like I'll just get the physical for the shelf for like two dollars in like three years. So
1: right, yeah. Because we was... used
0: to. i oh, sorry to cut you off, but like oh, yeah, we good. used to like hang out for like a couple hours before hit the bowling alley, have a couple beers, get some Taco Bell, load up, and then you know go home and set right. everything up. But you know we're older, kids, time. One buddy's in fucking Seattle now, so oh jeez, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was, like, the, the biggest, like, setback for me. <laughs> I was like, cool, got the game, go home, download it. I put the disc in, and I didn't fucking realize you have to download the game, and then download the campaign, and download multiplayer, and any and all updates that come with it. So, yep. when my PS5 was just on my Wi-Fi, it told me 23 hours? <laughs> but once I hardlined it, it was, like, an hour. Oh, you nice. Know? But still, I was like, Jesus Christ, I have, like, the fastest fucking internet um, package out here. And it's still going to be, like, 22 hours? That's crazy. I think it's time for a new router if it's giving you that kind of Wi-Fi. Holy shit. I guess so. I, I, I'm using this, like, panoramic fucking thing that they provide, but I don't know. I can even see my picture lagging right now. I don't know. It's, like, going in and out every now and then. A little bit, but,
0: yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. It'll be fine.
1: But, so what uh, have you been playing?
0: Actually, what do you call it? Finally, 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 finally finished up fucking XCOM 2. So I, put, yeah, I saw like, that. put like about 60 hours into that goddamn game. Like it's a it was donated to us years ago. And uh, yeah, we were bad about getting around to it. But I'm so glad we finally did because it's fucking excellent. Yeah, so I'm obviously going to save like the uh, thoughts for the full review. But my God, it is a game that will drive you crazy. It will kick <laughs> your ass. But you just keep coming back for more. And it's actually like a game that you have to like let yourself lose. It's one of those games where you really learn more by losing than you do by like. It's a strategy game, so like you're always tempted to just like reload a save when you fuck up, but you're just gonna have the wrong strategy going into it your first time. So yeah, Yeah. just let yourself lose a couple rounds. Uh, My uh, our buddy Leo the Incredible was like, dude, just let yourself lose a couple times. That's how you'll learn. But yes, finally done that, and actually that's the first time in ages where. I finished up a long ass game and I immediately went to the expansion and booted it up on hard mode because I wanted to just oh wow it's it's got its hooks in me so I'm gonna treat that as like a casual play now because I have other shit to get to but right yeah that was I really really enjoyed that but that was like the bulk of my playing like I was obsessed with getting that done so oh, yeah. I gotta we have a couple more patreon reviews we gotta get to so I'm gonna start playing through them but yeah, I haven't even touched Call of Duty since the the first night, so I got to get back into that eventually and get my money's worth. Oh yeah, I, for sure. I, I almost consider that like a night out with the boys at this point. It's just from my couch, yeah. so it's right. like a night out at the bar. I spent a hundred bucks at a bar. I spent a hundred bucks on a game. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm speaking of XCOM. I'm I've been waiting. Now it's it's probably too close to Christmas, but I do really want the Mario Plus Rabbits uh, sequel. That that first one. I was so addicted to it. I I think that was my first... Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I played
0: that for the first time, or I finished it up finally for the first time this year, and yeah, I loved it. I was not expecting, like, a 25-hour campaign out of that either.
1: And then free... uh, Was it free DLC, too?
0: Yeah, the Donkey Kong DLC is, like, another 15, 20 hours or something like that. I was like, all right, I'll get back to that later. Like, that's... Right. I've had my fill, but yeah, like, I was shocked by how good marion rabbits was so i definitely want to get around to the new one some point happy next
1: year right yeah
0: but yes uh so moving on to as we do patreon because at patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game where for as little as two dollars a month you can ask us a question we will answer on each and every single one of these power hour podcasts nick it's not a patreon only episode you're actually gonna have a few questions to answer are you ready I am. <laughs> All right, man. First up, from good old J.D. Mains. The better movie, Goodfellas or The Departed? Hmm.
1: I mean, you do get... Oh, I, I, I'm I saying Goodfellas. Hmm. All right. I, I, I love Goodfellas. That movie... Sorry. My dog is in his kennel right next to me, and he's a little bit loud. Um, I, I do like The Departed... Because of all the twists and turns that it gives you. But Goodfellas, you just don't get those movies anymore. You know, the old school mafia, you know, types. I mean, there's just something about that era of film. Yeah. That when you press start or play, it pulls you in right away. It doesn't really have to work up into all these twists and turns for it to be so great and so good and...
0: Yep. No, I hear Goodfellas is, it's excellent. I haven't watched it as much as I should. I think I've only seen it, like, twice. So, like, I've seen Casino way more. I've seen the Godfather movies, like, you know, fuck a fuckload of times. But Goodfellas, for some reason, I've never gotten around to, like, watching, like, a bunch of times. I, I need to change that. But, uh, I, I mean, I'm a departed guy. Like, you can ask either Brian or I. Like, that was one of those movies back in college that, like, we would always just pop in on a random night and shit like that. For right. us, it's, like, infinitely quotable. Uh, like, you know, the twists and turns hooked us in, but that's just, like, it's, like, ingrained in, like, our friend group and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, even, like, Dan from Console Wars, when we are like, rooming with him for, like, too many games or when we just hang out, we just mm-hmm. wind up getting drunk and just quoting The Departed all goddamn night. he's <laughs> a that, too. So, yeah, I mean, for love, I mean, they're both fantastic movies, but just for, like, you know, the personal effect, I go Departed.
1: Right, yeah, so we're doing 50-50 booking here, I see. Yes. <laughs> Cle- yeah. Uh. We're, yeah. we're doing
0: late 2000s WWE in this bitch.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, there's just... I, Bro, there were not enough Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Mafia movies, man. You know, and I know. Ray, Ray got, Liotta, we, you know, R.I.P.
0: Ray Liotta is probably his finest work. I mean, oh, man.
1: yeah. Ray Liotta was fucking underrated, man. Like, like
0: everyone just brings up Goodfellas, but like he was great in, like, NARC and even, like, a math movie like Red Dragon. Or it's Tommy Versetti in Vice City for the gamers oh, yeah, out or, there.
1: Or fucking uh, Smoke and Aces. Mm-hmm. Great in that movie too, you know? I actually, it's funny,
0: I remember when he was on Conan back around, like when NARC and Vice City, because they both came out at the same time, mm-hmm.
1: and he was just on there talking about NARC, and I was like,
0: talk about the fucking game you're in!
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> that scene, man, it's so infamous to me, when the helicopter starts flying around and chasing him, and, and you know, he's like all paranoid, driving and shit. Uh-huh. Like, that was like superb acting, because you know that's how he would actually be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Uh, rest
0: in peace. Fucking one of the great ones. And speaking of, of course, we have to give a big rest in peace to the ultimate losses past week, Gallagher.
1: Right? Well, shit, Kevin Conroy, too, man. Who? Batman? I'm I'm fucking with you. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know know Brian calls you dumbass all the time, but shit. You're like, Gallagher, (laughs) Gallagher, Gallagher! (laughs) <laughs> yeah nah
0: man fucking losing Kevin and Conroy sucks I mean we're in that age group where that was just he was Batman for us oh yeah like we've had all the actors and shit but he was been Batman through and through for yep. fucking 30 years for us fucking rest in peace
1: yeah like whenever you whenever I read a Batman comic I read it in his voice yeah you know that that's I what too. I hear you know it's it really did suck but that's the thing about getting older right we're not kids anymore and you know and As we get older, so do our icons and idols, and it sucks. Yeah.
0: And even, like, I think he was, like, underrated in a way. Like, you can't say Kevin Conroy was underrated, but, like, no one talks about, like, his Bruce Wayne. Because, like, his Bruce Wayne was, like, a perfect foil to, like, his Batman, too. Oh, big time. It was still, like, you know, basically the same voice, but just, you know, different inflection, a little lighter, a little friendlier. Like, he didn't have to go Christian Bale laryngitis to do it. Or, uh, like, I love Michael Keaton as Batman, but he didn't change that much with his voice when, you know, between the characters. Yeah, no. Everyone else is just good as one or good as the other. Like, he just fucking nailed both.
1: Yeah, like, I can remember even the scene, there's a scene in uh, Mask of the Phantasm Mm -hmm. where he's, like, I think training outside or something and the, the chick comes up and they have a conversation. And all of a sudden you just hear him, like, approachable, friendly. Yeah. You know, and it's not so brooding, like, how he is when he's Batman but even when he's Batman it wasn't like gritty or anything he was just like I'm here to fuck shit up right he was serious and intimidating but
0: you know without being
1: over the top and it's funny because you you take a look at the guy and you're like you look nothing like how I would have imagined
0: and apparently like I'm like most of the internet who just learned today that he was gay I was like holy shit I had no idea and like oh yeah I had
1: no idea either
0: yeah, and he apparently got turned down for, like, some roles and shit like that when they found that out. They're, like, good work wow. getting it. Apparently he made some, like... I I gotta track this down now. He made some, like, autobiographical, like, comic in DC that they did for him where he, like, told his story before becoming Batman. So I really gotta check that out. Sounds like a yeah. good read.
1: Wow, that's interesting. I had no idea. Not that it matters at all, but... No, not know, at all, but, yeah. like,
0: yeah. Like, on top of just, like, you know, you see him and you're like, oh, that's Batman, cool. And he's like, he's gay. He's like, what? Wow. Yeah, so... Good for him, man. No, he was he was the best, so rest in mm-hmm. peace. And actually, I'm, I was only half joking about Gallagher. I've seen some of his specials, and they're actually, like, not bad.
1: Yeah. Like, he was a He's decent... known for the watermelon shit, but there was so much more to that guy. Yep.
0: And fucking Galger too, still kicking. hmm Not fair. But next up, from Michael Soto. With the passing of Kevin Conroy, do you think we'll ever get such an iconic Batman again? Not planned. Wow. Perfect transition.
1: Bam, there we go. Yeah, I... Man... I think there's going to be a lot of... I'll say this. I feel sorry for whoever has to be the next Batman in the, mm. in any animated realm. Um, like, the, the newer DC animated stuff is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's way better than their movies have been. Um, and that Batman is fine for the most part. I think they kind of swap around some actors, if I remember correctly. But, man, the imposter syndrome that's going to hit, you know, and... I just—it's almost like maybe maybe take a break from making some animated Batman stuff for a little bit to really find your true next Batman. I don't know. Do you take? I mean, because there's been a lot of
0: different Batmans doing the voice even while Conroy was still alive too. So right. You're I don't, just I don't know. know. It's just tough to be like, who's gonna be the guy that's gonna be like the old go-to? You know? Yeah.
1: And, and like like that's Dietrich the thing. Bader
0: was good in Batman: Brave and the Bold. And like whoever was the one in the Batman, like there's been a couple different ones, and even in the movies, like they've been good, but I can't tell you one that I'm like, oh, I want him to be the repeat,
1: right? And that's what sucks too is is they're always going to be compared, you know? Oh yeah, and ah, I just I would hate to fill those shoes, you know, or have to fill those shoes, um, but man, yeah, I, if I'm thinking about who I would want to be the next animated Batman, it would. It would seriously like take me a minute to, to think about because I don't know, and I'm I'm also trying like myself to not try to like well who can sound like him because see that again it brings to the comparison problem to issue or to light so right. I don't know I just I I have to I have to say right now I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't even think you can, like, you know, wait to try and have one. That almost builds too much hype. Just rip the Band-Aid off, do some more, try some people out, and see what sticks, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris Sabat might be one for me. I was actually thinking of
0: Sabat. Yeah, he. I think he would probably be begging to do a voice that's not Piccolo over Vegeta at this point. Because right. those have kind of just molded into the same voice. Like, you can tell he's bored of doing it.
1: Yeah, I think he had... I think he's having a really good time doing All Might in My Hero Academia. Because that is an interesting-as-fuck character. But, um... I, I think he... Would be a... V- very good fit. But, um... and he's, It would be crazy, too, because for, like, a lot of standard... Um, animation viewers would probably, like... Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, almost... He's so big, but he's also, like, a, a giant unknown in the mainstream. Well, that's how... That kind of goes for, like, any voice actor... Like,
0: I'm sure True. before, like, the, uh, you know, the big uproar about it, if you ask someone, like, you know, three years, like, a Normie three years ago who the voice of Mario is, they wouldn't be able to tell you. Right. Yeah. Or, or Mario, fucking. I was <laughs> I was at a buddy's, I was at a buddy's <laughs> wedding uh, this past weekend. Everyone's busting on my Philly accent, so.
1: Oh, um, gosh.
0: Congrats to Biggie. Cheers, man. But, yeah, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, fucking just, and, and I never realized how bad or worse my wife's Philly accent was, so. That was even worse So
1: The only time I notice Your guys' accent Is with certain words Like when you guys say Water Yes There are waters That is a water. giveaway Or yeah. when we say towel
0: When we say towel That's a big one Towel Yeah Towel I
1: don't yeah, hear one, that
0: Well It's supposed to be like Towel Apparently But like We just do it as one syllable Around these words ah, Towel Yeah, yeah that's,
1: that's fucking normal Right Thank you
0: and yeah. apparently, like, my, my parents are, like, from South Philly. Like, they were South Philly the whole life, so they say, uh tagger instead of tiger. And even I'm like, Jesus Christ, tagger. where the fuck that come from?
1: Yeah, well, at least you're not in Boston where, you know, no one knows if you're talking about fucking pants or actual keys to a car. <laughs> that is true. It could always be worse. It could always be worse. At least you're not throwing batteries at Santa. It wasn't? What? What? <laughs> <20. laughs> it
0: was not batteries. It was Snowball's Two, it was not like a guy hired to be Santa. It was a drunk in the crowd at a Eagles game. It was beat obnoxious. It was still Santa. It was a drunk in a Santa suit. It wasn't even, he was not Santa. That's bullshit. Now the batteries, that was JD, Drew, and he deserved it. I have no no apologies for that. There's no way to get out of that.
1: Oh, man. Well, at least, whatever. I'm not even going to go where I was going to go right now. (laughs) All right i've i've heard it all it's all good
0: yeah but ne- next up from gamer astral the most expensive game in your collection and the most money that you have spent on a game cheers
1: hmm i'll let i'll let you start because I, I mine's easy well i i actually don't know honestly um i have this app called GameEye, which mm-hmm. you know you scan your games and it you know basically values and keeps the track um your collection but i i haven't been meaning to go through my. Collection. Did you get lazy with that?
0: Because I have Retro Collector
1: the app, uh-huh. and I got real lazy with doing that. I have like maybe seven games scanned in. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and it was like when I was drunk one night. I was just like, I'm gonna start cataloging, and then I I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, um, shit, man. That's a really good question. Cause see, I don't. I'm not one of those kind of collectors that's like, ooh, I need this, you know, I need Musha or fucking, you know, sealed fucking uh, Link to the Past or something. I like A lot of games that I, I collect are pretty common or they're like childhood games that I've been trying to, you know, notch off the list, you know, and get back. Um, which, quick shout out to RLA Games uh, for sending me a uh, wedding package. I appreciate that. It was a game that I've been looking for for a very long time. Um, and they had the common cur- or Not common courtesy. They had the ultimate courtesy to send it to me as a wedding gift and not take my money. Um, so I was, like, super thrilled about that. So That's awesome.
0: It, I saw you post that picture. I didn't know what was inside there.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's Lucky Luke for the PS1. It's, like, hmm. it's not common, but it is not pricey at all. I think it's, like, an $11 game. Uh, it's You're- based on... You're good about bringing up those random PS1
0: games that are, like, a good value, but, like, they're not, like, the mo- ones you see all the time, like, when you gave yeah. us a Tiny Tank to do.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, those are just kind of, like, the, the games that I grew up playing, you know, and um, I got Lucky Luke today, so I'm, like, really happy about that. It was made by, like, or published by Infogrames. Um, oh. Yeah, it's, uh... What's, what's it about? Uh, so, it's it's based on, like, a French comic, um, where hmm. you're a cowboy in the Wild West, you know, kind of um going after the bad guys it's a side scrolling but it's 3d so it's a you know ps1 3d graphics it's side scrolling um shooter and platformer interesting yeah and um it's really fun i never got to beat it as a kid so i'm glad i have the game now so i can actually hopefully go through it and beat it um but yeah i was like i cannot find this fucking anywhere and I do not like buying games online to fast track uh, my game hunt. I am one of those uh, sticklers that needs to find it out in the wild. Uh, I wish. Yeah. I wish for a while
0: I could say the same. I was for a little bit, and then I fell into that rabbit hole pretty bad for a couple years. So. Right. Uh, so I
1: guess to get back to the question, um, maybe, maybe my. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night for my PS1, or, um, gosh, I don't know what it's going for right now, but maybe, like, Saturday Night Slam Masters on the SNES. I don't know. I really... I, I am horrible. I probably have, like, a $500 game in my collection and have no idea about it. Yeah, you're going to stumble across a posting one day, Blake.
0: Oh, wait, I think I have that.
1: Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I have Rumble Roses. I don't know how much that's worth. That's not worth a lot, cause yeah, I have it no. too. Yeah, it's a fun game though. It is a fun game. Yeah, I was like, ooh, booby wrestling. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ooh, physics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, you know what? I do have Mortal Kombat One and Two signed by the cast.
0: Oh shit, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Yep. So I got those games signed by the cast. So I'll just say that. Fuck it. There you go. Solid. Yeah.
0: Actually, what do you call it? Well, I got to talk to Dan Piscina shortly at, for a little bit of too many games, and he was, like, the nicest fucking guy. was not expecting him to be, like, five foot two, but the oh, yeah, he's guy fucking rad. guy in the world.
1: Yeah. yeah. Did you get to meet any of the others? No, he was the only one I think that was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got to meet um, Brittany and, and whatnot because he remembers me from all the other conventions we've run across. But, yeah, they're really cool people. Very, I, I, very big drinkers. I think the original Sonia Sonya Blade has me blocked on Twitter. So, ah.
0: I, I know one of the Sonya Blades does. So, can't remember which one. Gotcha. <laughs> so, uh... uh that's,
1: that's fine. I'm, I'm uh, fucking blocked by uh, Kendra Lusts on Twitter, so... What? Yeah. Yeah, she, like, posted a, a, a tweet. You know, like, how when AEW announces they've signed someone, it'll say so-and-so is all elite? Yeah. Well, she did that, but for herself. Okay. And I was like... Just because you can take a bump from the back doesn't mean you can take a bump on your back. <laughs> <laughs> Block. Instantly. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, still blocked. I checked the other day. I was like, I wonder if I'm still blocked. Worth it. Yep. <laughs> totally. Ah, oh, Jesus. It was like a sick burn.
0: She's a lovely girl, though. But, besides that, uh, yeah, to answer the question, it's funny you <laughs> bring up Mooshi. It's funny you bring up Mushi because that's my fucking answer. That's the most I ever spent on a game, and that's the most expensive game in my collection right now. So when I bought it, it was probably it was like around three hundred. Uh, I got a complete, well, mostly complete, because apparently mm-hmm. there's like a big part of like any complete Musha collector is there is a registration card that went with it. Right. So I remember when I found out about that, like the card was selling on its own for like fifty bucks. And I was like, I'm not paying for a fucking registration card fifty bucks. Right. I wish I did back then because now that's worth like three hundred bucks or adds more value. Oh. But even then, the game's like worth like fucking seven hundred without it or something. So
1: oh damn!
0: I mean, yeah, no, that's a pricey boy now.
1: Yeah, I actually, that's one of those, uh,
0: That's when I was getting into shmups too, and that's like when I was like, if I don't buy it now, it's just going to get worse. So I just bit the bullet, and I that was before kids, so I had the money to do it. So there you go.
1: Right. I actually, um, I, I feel stupid. Because I've passed on it two times now. I passed on Splatterhouse 2 and 3 complete in box back in, like, 2018 uh-huh. 2019 when it was, like, 90 bucks. Yep. And now the loose cart is 90 bucks. And I passed on it again because I was like, I'm not paying that. I already have, like, I already have different ways of playing this game. Yeah. You know. But then now I'm like. I wish I had it. You're like but, like, but
0: but I still want it. I just yeah.
1: I had to justify it. it. I was like the label's smudged.
0: I don't need that. Yeah, I mean I have both of them. Those were oh. ones I got in my collecting phase, so I they did not come cheap, but it wasn't what it is now, at least luckily. But yeah. Yeah. Spider-House is one of those series when we did reviewed it like six, seven years ago, that I was like, you know what, I just want to own all of these, so Yeah. Yeah, the remake's not too bad either. No, I like the remake. That game is underrated. It's got a shitload of problems, but it's a fucking ton of fun.
1: It is a super fun game, dude. I don't know what people s- stick up their asses with that game. Oh, it's too repetitive. Like, have you played God of War 1 through 3? Yeah, have you played <laughs> any game from that generation? Right?
0: Like, yeah, they, they fucking, you know, beat them up and up. Shut up. Enjoy the game. It's got boobs.
1: Enjoy it. Right? And it's got, like, one of the best voice actors in the game. Yeah, fucking... Uh, Jim Cummings? Jim Cummings, yeah. I was blanking yeah. on it for
0: a second. Yeah, but him as the Terra mask was... Wah, chef's kiss. Dude,
1: boom. Fucking perfect.
0: Yeah. Come and on, yeah.
1: Rick. He's got your girl.
0: <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's the best. Where, <laughs> like, when you die, it's like, man, you really are a fuck up, aren't you? <laughs> like, right? <man. laughs> yeah. Like, he's just antagonizing you the whole time. It's The great. whole time. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately now that's uh, pretty expensive. That's one of those games that during uh, lockdown went from a $10 game to a $100 game. So, Oh, the, the reboot?
1: Yeah, that went up. Oh, wow, I have it on um, 360 and PS3. Oh, well, you're sitting on some pretty good uh, Money! cash. Money! <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I have
0: no idea what any of my collection is worth. They might have gone back down since then, but there was a while where they just went.
1: Same with those WWE games. Yeah, fucking here comes the pain out of nowhere. It became like an eighty-dollar game. Yeah, when it would be like ten bucks, you know, at your
0: local game shop. Please take it. Yeah, exactly. It's like ah, fucking wrestling games. They're not worth shit. Well, I am more right. Yeah. And last up from Burn Retinas, when it comes to fast food fries from major chains, who is the best and who is the worst?
1: Hmm. I feel like I'm gonna upset some people with my Uh-oh. answers. Uh oh. So the best I think in my personal opinion is it I don't know if I can technically say it because it's a seasonal thing but the nacho fries from Taco Bell. Good fucking my 5 year old is obsessed with them right now. Oh dude, they're so good. We we ordered Taco Bell last night and they gave us like double what we ordered. Like on accident? What? Yeah, so I reached in my bag and there were two nacho fries, and I was like, uh-huh. What did you pay? Well, I'm not saying anything. All right, fuck yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so nacho fries good. are probably like my favorite, dude.
0: Mm hmm. That's a good pick. Now, for the ones that are around all the time, what would your pick be?
1: Probably. Man. Okay. Probably Chick fil A. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm down with the good. waffle fries, yeah they're Those, very good. Yeah, and they're like not overly salted either. You know, and you you can eat them with the Chick-fil-A sauce or without it and they're fine. Mhm. Now for sure, good pick. What about you?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know what? I haven't had them in years. I got to get them again to see if they still hold up and taste as good as they did before. Fucking Checkers had the best goddamn fries in the fucking world. Checkers, do you even have Checkers out in Arizona?
1: No, I don't think so. Is is there any other name it would go by? I don't know. Maybe it know, has. Like, we have Carl's Jr., but you have Hardee's. Well, I don't even have Hardee's. I got to go to fucking Delaware for that. But oh yeah. shit, okay.
0: But yeah, um, yeah, no. Checkers. I don't know if they have another brand. Like it's a lower end fast food joint. Okay. Like as a burger place, like the burgers are kind of trash, but mm-hmm. their fries were always god tier. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm a Chick Fil A fan as well. You know who stepped mm-hmm. their goddamn game up? Fucking Wendy stepped their goddamn game up with their fries. Yeah,
1: when they started doing that commercial campaign for their fries, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was some good shit.
0: Yeah, when they they started putting that sea salt in there, sea salt, terrible in beer, awesome in Wendy's fries.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: And uh, for the worst, hmm.
1: I got my answer ready to go. All right, let's hear it. McDonald's. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like my fries consistent.
0: That is a good point. They are yeah. extremely inconsistent fries. Yep.
1: Because you either get them right out of the fucking fryer or they've been sitting in that fucking bin for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you are Sog Monsters, it's awful. Or, or they're too hard and they're cold. Yeah, that too. You know, and like, it's just, I hate, I, I think with McDonald's, I always get ripped off when it comes to bang for buck because... They always give you those little shriveled up pieces. There's always way more of those than the long fries. And you never get any meaty fries because they're all the fucking like same diameter and width and everything. Mm -hmm. Unless you get like the little curvy end pieces with the fucking dagger point on them. Yeah. 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 I know everyone raves about
0: McDonald's fries and stuff. I don't know why that's the meme. I don't know why the meme is like McDonald's has the best fries. Maybe because they've
1: been doing it the longest and like their parents beat it in their head. I don't know. It's because, you know what I think it is, bro? Instead of just salting them, they put MSG and salt in the mixture. So it's like crack. Is that (laughs) what it is? They do the I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm being fucking tinfoil hat boy here, but. Look, you don't have to worry about getting sued. This is my show, so I can take the (laughs) bro. But yeah, dude, there's got to be something up, man. Because people, they go crazy over the fries. I don't get it. Maybe it's because, you know, I went to school and graduated and stuff. But hey. <laughs> I have a more
0: refined palate when it comes yes. to my trash. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, when my um, uh, my taste buds ring of the, the, the freedom fry, the French fry. The <laughs> the, the freedom the, fries. Yeah. Oh, God, that fucking failed yeah. attempt. The, but, the potato uh, delicacy. The
0: The crisps, the crisps, as they say.
1: Yeah, I've got a British friend, and he calls, like, he calls shit crisps and stuff, and I'm like, all right,
0: I know yeah, what you're well, saying, but... but stop it. <laughs> yeah, but Warner kills them in their video games they make, so they don't count. I will never Fucking understand Fucking platformers I will never but Yeah, for, it. uh, where's Fry? I, for the ones I've tried from a chain, I gotta go with Sonic. Like, I've never had a more, like, eh, Fry huh. in my life. Like, yeah. I, like, like you said, like, McDonald's can be really inconsistent, but at least when it's good, it's really good. Mm -hmm. And like, but like Sonic, every time I've had him, I was just like, yeah, it's here. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I got to say, I actually agree. now that I'm like thinking about it. Like they're really not all that great. Sonic in general is never that great. I'll disagree with you there, but we'll leave it as such. But, um, (laughs) I would say like Sonic and, um, I don't think you guys have it out there, but Whataburger. No, we do not have Whataburger. Yeah, so their fries are pretty trash, too. The only thing that makes their fries good is their ketchup. Because oh, really? they have their own branded ketchup. It's called Fancy Ketchup. Is it just like 10,000 times more sugar? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Gotta get that yeah. flavor in there somehow. Oh, yeah. Well, and they, they do have their own branded uh, spicy ketchup, too, which is pretty bomb. But, yeah. Ooh.
0: But, yeah, alright. Yeah. I I, was, I think I had jack-in-a-box before i think we went to a bachelor party in tennessee uh-huh. and like we got jack-in-a-box and one i couldn't believe how fucking like buttery and like it was like disgusting the burger like oh yeah it was, it was good hangover food but it was such a sloppy mess i was like man you guys really do this all the time out here huh like oh, i don't know how yeah. you do this
1: yeah they're they're pretty wretched dude but i mean i think if we talked about this before when we were talking about like favorite fast food joints in one of these patreon commercial or not commercials uh q and a's um, Yeah. That they have like their own like late night menu that you can only order from certain hours of the night, and it's all oh, yeah. like yeah, it's all like drinking and stoner based stuff.
0: Oh no! Look, as a drunk, I very much appreciate them putting that for me. Okay, like that's a menu made for me. I'm just saying I wasn't drunk enough for it at the time.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good question, Burn Retinas. Uh, that's uh, that is definitely one question to start some arguments. You know, oh, instead yeah, of uh, talking about politics this Thanksgiving, talk about favorite fast food fries.
0: Yeah. You can still argue. You can
1: still hate your in-laws, but you can still keep it friendly, too. Yeah. And then when they get so upset that you disagree with them, you'd be like, what are you so upset for about French fries? You know how dumb you look right now? Yeah, right. That's the yeah. ultimate trump card right there. Right. You're the one but that yes. brought it up.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yes, that wraps up the Patreon questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone out there for... Hit us up for all the support. Make sure to head on over to Patreon if you're new to check out the tiers for game review requests, for questions for the podcast, for just bonus content in general, and of course our bonus episodes of the podcast with the lovely Nerdy Nick right here. So, if you want to check out more of him, check out his show, and pay for our show. Alright, so this is a special edition of the Power Hour podcast, and unfortunately Brian's not here, because he's the one who did all the work setting this up, but... This week's episode of the Power Hour Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. It's never too early to play holiday music and it's never too early to start thinking about your gifts. Whether it's for a friend or friends in your pants, you can make this season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then end in Manscaped's top of the line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscape.com and using the code DBPG. So drink beer, play game, DBPG for free shipping and 20% off. So funny enough, even before Brian told me that uh, we had to set up, my wife over the past Thanks or Thanksgiving, the past Valentine's Day, <laughs> signed me up for Manscaped because if you want certain activities done, you don't. It's a gift for me and her. I get something out of it and she doesn't have to floss after. So as a customer, <laughs> I can say that this actually does work and it works wonders. And I'm not the easiest shaver, so I've had no nicks and no problems. Hey, what's wrong with Nicks? D- d- uh, different Nick. <laughs> different Nick. But yeah, I mean I'm as an actual customer, I gotta say, it's it does the goddamn job. Like It's got this like plastic kind of thing there for where the razor is. And yeah, it's super easy to clean. It's actually really damn convenient. And she got me like a package too with like the nose hair trimmer, which it really beats having her taking tweezers to my nose. So I really appreciate that. So for any guy out there, like I'm not just saying it for the ad read. It's definitely a thing that I use and fully support.
1: Yeah, and speaking of the nose trimmer, I actually picked up the Weed Whacker 2.0 today because it's wedding week, baby. And I don't want any loose ends dangling out if you know what I mean and this thing works like a charm and it's also very sleek discreet and it just looks kind of like badass it's the perfect I think it's the perfect present for your significant other especially regardless of gender because these things work on everybody
0: yeah I mean we've all got hair in places we all we, we could all use it really but oh yeah yes but to speak of the packages that you can get the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is one of the top shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for the mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package Plus Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and Ultra Premium Deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0, this boy right here. Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate presence plus both are waterproof so there's no issue cleaning the snow from your driveway i can vouch for that there's also a 4000k led light so you can take away so you can light the way like rudolph okay. now now that you've now that you've groomed candy cane it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the platinum package of shower products all of manscape shower gear is sulfate free vegan and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Preserver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under a tree is guaranteed to put anybody in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stuffer, add in the brand new Body Buffer. An incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than the old loofah. So, get 20% off and free shipping with the code DBPG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DBPG. Manscaped. Get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. All right, so we are back with our normal news segment. And first up comes to us from the Game Data Library. Nick, I mean, well, I already spoiled this for you because I sent you the uh, all the topics beforehand. <laughs> but I of ask, what do you think is the most highest selling game of all time in Japan? Because it just got broken. And it's a uh, recent goddamn game. I'll give you that hint, not that you don't already know the answer. Is it? um hmm.
1: Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna say Animal Crossing. What? Wow! I would
0: have never guessed you would have gotten that right. Yes. Well, gee Willikers. Well, golly, goddamn! Yes. Slap me Animal... upside the head and call me Sally. <laughs> goddamn! <laughs> yes, <laughs> Animal Crossing: New Horizons on the Nintendo Switch. Came out in March of 2020, only been out for just under three years, and it's already the highest selling game in Japan of all time, beating out Pokemon, red, green, and blue combined, coming in with 10,450,000 units sold. That's fucking crazy.
1: Holy shit, that's like their population.
0: Actually, it kind of is. <laughs> it's like almost every single person. That, like I know Dragon yeah. Quest is like a holiday when they release in Japan. Oh, yeah. But, like... (coughs) Excuse me. But, yeah, Animal Crossing, I mean, we've talked about it before in the show. It was, like, right time, right game for being stuck in home. Savior of the pandemic. Yeah, you can't go outside to do chores, so you might as well do it virtually and interact with people and get your bells. But, man, just Japan alone over 10 million units sold. Have you you ever played Animal Crossing?
1: Uh, Yeah, so Evelyn has it on her Switch, but, of course, you know, like, I've helped her... um... Get from point A to point B in the game and whatnot. It's never right. been my cup of tea because, you know, it. I've never been one of those kind of like life simulator kind of people. I do play the occasional Power Watch Simulator or House Flipper game. Or a Shower um, With Your Dad Simulator, as we do. Oh, yeah, fucking Jim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a game so bad, even Steam pulled it down. yeah. Um, but, no, it's it's never really been a game that I've played. And also, too, like, I know I would definitely feel guilty knowing that it is, like, a living ecosystem. And then being mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm not going to play this game for three months. And then come back, and everyone's like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. I have life, man. But, no, yeah, it, it, it definitely is one of those games, especially, like, when 2020 and all that glorious shit happened. Oh, yeah. Um, I think was it, it was a very um I'm not going to like try to be like too hokey or corny here but I think that game brought a lot of people together and did a lot of good for the world and and got people into gaming who weren't necessarily gamers. Yeah. It was
0: almost like the Wii effect where it's like, you know, it's a thing that like anyone can pick up and play, anyone mm-hmm. can enjoy and like you said it got people, you know, communicating with the ecosystem and going on Twitter and, you know, making deals for bells and all that other bullshit that you can sell to each other.
1: Yeah, it was pretty uh, <coughs> It was pretty unique. It was pretty pretty neat to see that happen during uh time.
0: Yeah, so this is this uh so it's coming from D, uh, Game Data Library on Twitter and it's showing the top twenty games of all time. Three of them are Animal Crossing. Holy so shit. Animal Yeah, Animal Crossing has the top spot, but also uh, new leaf on the three DS is number eight with uh five almost six million units sold. And Wild World on the DS has five 0.35 million units sold. So, Japan wow. loves them. Some goddamn Animal Crossing. Yeah, and besides that, it's it's actually kind of what you expect. It's a shitload of Pokemon. There's like, I think it's like half the list Pokemon games. And then it's a couple Smash Bros, uh, some hmm. Super Mario Brothers, and Brain Age randomly. What? Yeah, Brain Age two <laughs> on the DS is number sixteen with 5.1 million items sold.
1: You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm really surprised there's no Final Fantasy on there.
0: I am actually surprised about that as well.
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised there's
0: no more. Like for as much as people talk up Dragon Quest over there, mm-hmm. uh, there's only one on there. Dragon Quest Nine on DS at number twenty with four point four million sold. Wow,
1: that's that's pretty bewildering.
0: Now it does say includes digital data estimates used when needed. So I mean, yeah, it's obviously they're all perfect numbers, so we're not gonna get the exacts. But right. let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 7 Pokemon entries on here. Wow. Uh then there's a couple monster hunters. Uh Super Mario Brothers still at number four in the old Famicom, so holy cow. Yeah, wow. you want to talk about like and uh, Splatoon two
1: and three, surprisingly enough. You know, that I'm actually not surprised by. Really? Yeah, that game is what you would call I think what 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 is their term they use? Kawaii or whatever for, for being like Uber cutesy and shit, you know?
0: Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about, yes. Yeah. I'm
1: not weaved enough. Yeah, no. Uh, the only reason I know that term is from uh, was when Conan went down to like that district in one of his episodes on his show.
0: Oh yeah, that's right
1: too. And they dressed that, him man. up all, you know, like, oh god, yeah. Anyways, um, wow, I I I don't think I would have ever really put Animal Crossing as number one on there because I never thought that that would. I don't know. Like, I knew it was huge, but I didn't know it was that
0: huge, especially in, like, one area, and especially in that short of time period, too. Like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, I could be totally wrong here, but I thought that game had more of a Western feel to it, to be quite honest. Yeah,
0: maybe it's just because of, like, the, uh, the Twitter circles, and, I mean, we're, you know, Western country to them, right. so... You know, we saw it all over the fucking place. Like, I I know people who put in a thousand hours into that goddamn game. Yeah. So I know the obsession was real. I just didn't realize that, like, you know, a country with only so many millions of people, basically almost all of them fucking bought the right? game. Right? It's a crazy install base. I'm. That's, kudos to them, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, the Switches just absolutely killed it during its lifespan, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, with as many Switches are out there, it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. I'll actually be, I'll, I'll i'll be sad to see the Switch go whenever that time comes.
0: Me too. Um, I, I forget, I saw something somewhere today, now that you bring it up, where it's like, you know, Switch units are starting to sell less and less, and mm-hmm. you kind of have to expect it, we're five years into its life
1: cycle, and... I can't believe that either. Yeah, we're old. We got like, old quick. Like, can, can you believe that? I, I can't. I feel like Breath of the Wild just came out, you know, like, last month. I know it feels like it just came out
0: still, and uh, yeah, we're five years in, getting probably close to the end of the life cycle. of The original Switch, like, yeah, it, it was underpowered when it came out. It's just you know showing its age more and
1: more. Yeah, but yeah, um, I wonder is is um Legend of Zelda on there at all? Uh,
0: ooh, I closed out of it. Let me. I I don't remember seeing a Legend of Zelda on there. Let me go back to it real quick. Because I, I know was. here
1: in the states, like. There were more copies of um Breath of the Wild sold than Switches. No Legend of Zelda. Holy for shit. For Japan.
0: So yeah, uh let's see here. New Super Mario Bros, uh Brain Age like talked about, one or two monster or one Monster Hunter game, Monster Hunter Freedom 3
1: hmm. on
0: the PS on the PSP, the PSP snuck in there. Good Holy for them. shit. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, shitload of uh shitload of Mar- Pokémon and yeah, Mario Kart and Super Mario wow. Bros and shit like That's that. That's crazy. No no Zeldas. I mean, Metroid never sold well, so I don't expect to see a Metroid. But yeah. I'm more shocked by the lack of Zelda and the lack of Final Fantasy and really just one Dragon Quest. That even really surprises me.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest one for me is uh, no Final Fantasy.
0: Yeah, you would really expect... Uh, maybe... Did that... Do you think that maybe just had the bigger impact in the West because of 6 and 7?
1: Uh, probably... Because those are the
0: ones that, like, really got, like, anyone who's a JRPG nerd in, like, our neck of the woods and our age, like, Mm -hmm. it was one of those two games probably, and maybe Chrono Trigger, that, uh, you know, brought them into
1: the fold. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say that. Yeah. Um, I think the first uh, Final Fantasy I played was 8? Was that the one with Squall? Yes. Yeah. I played 8 on a Pizza Hut demo. (laughs) Nice never played a game like this before and then all of a sudden i found out what jrpgs were
0: (laughs) yeah it's thanks to final fantasy that i fucking developed my hatred of storylines and games because of my best (laughs) friend growing up i've mentioned it before real quick being addicted to final fantasy 7 8 and 9 and i would go over there and be like hey you want to hang out and he's like yeah sure then i go over there and he's just playing final fantasy all fucking night i'm like i'm like ah, this is fun i'm gonna go now like yeah I'd, i'd dick around in his like game gear for a while and then be like all right battery died later yeah exactly yeah your dad needs to go to the store and get more batteries (laughs) yeah exactly have fun with that (coughs) excuse me but yeah so i just thought that was real interesting like congratulations animal crossing you fucking killed it
1: yeah the most unassuming game of all and like how can you top that right it
0: like the like that game was such a perfect storm on a console that was such a perfect storm like i Mm -hmm. really don't know but yeah. then again, we said the Wii was the perfect storm, and then, like, the Switch comes out of nowhere and does Gangbusters too. so...
1: Right. I think it would be... Ex- it's gonna be interesting to see what, like, Nintendo does next, you know, as far as all that goes, because you couldn't find a Switch during the pandemic, you couldn't find, you know, Animal Crossing really anywhere, because that game sold out like crazy over here, yeah. Um and apparently it sold gangbusters over there, so it's going to be interesting to see like what the next move is for that. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I have no idea where they go from here, but if anyone's going to pull it out of their ass, it's probably going to be them, because they just seem to keep doing it.
1: Yeah. And you know what's funny like, is, speaking of the pandemic in 2020, there was another game that came out that got paired up with um, Animal Crossing, and that was Doom um, Eternal.
0: You know... We, we have to hire you for these cross, uh, these transitions, because that was fucking perfect. Thank because, you. Because, yes, the next story up was probably like the biggest news of the past week. If I didn't trample over trying to compliment you, that would have been an even better transition. Damn it, but. Jim! Look, it, it's what there, I... I, I right? brought Brian into the podcast with the damn it, Jim. It had to be done. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to be smacked by the end of this. I know it. And I'll probably deserve it, too. That was a good smack. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah so probably like the biggest controversy in gaming from the past week was a post by Mick Gordon so if you don't know who Mick Gordon is he is a music composer and he's done a shitload of games most notably recently Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal but don't so, sleep on
1: his Killer Instinct soundtrack either
0: oh very 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 true like no this guy he's fucking great so uh, two years ago on Reddit back in 2020 Marty Stratton, who was the in software studio director, <coughs> oh, excuse me,
1: one second. Gag- one drink, Gaggling on all that uh, pubic hair that uh, you're not using with the manscaped.
0: Oh, all that pubic hair that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, thanks to <laughs> Manscaped. Use promo code DBPG at Manscaped.com. But yes, uh, so Marty Stratton, uh, he put an open letter out on Reddit. Uh, Back in 2020, basically because there was a huge controversy surrounding the uh, the OST for Doom Eternal, because basically it was going to be delayed. Uh, There wasn't like the quality really wasn't there when it finally did come out. It was a whole weird thing about it. And he basically threw Mick Gordon under the bus, saying that Mick wasn't really being professional, that they gave him plenty of time. And he was basically praising uh, Id's in-house music guy, Chad, for getting it together. So, out of nowhere, last week, Mick comes out with this gigantic rebuttal. Absolutely huge. I read through the, uh, Nick, did you read through the whole thing, or?
1: So, like, I skimmed the, I, I read, like, his opening statement into this whole, um, rebuttal that he had posted and whatnot, and you can, like, you can find it all on online, but I read the gist of it. And then once it got to bullet points and everything, I was like, I don't have time to read all of this right now because there is a lot in this. Mick is a very um, thorough professional. I oh, mean, you, yeah. can, like, you can see the, um, the documentaries that they've done just by showing or listening to one of his lectures on how he composed the soundtracks for Doom and Doom Eternal. I mean, you think you're listening to electric guitars. It's fucking chainsaws run through like 20 different mixers. So if the man is thorough with his work, he's going to be thorough with his words. And oh. I did not have enough time to uh, dig into all that. I was patching a roof today. But <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I do not blame you. So I read through this. Into- Let me put it this way.
0: He does a summary, a TLDR, as I like to torture Brian with at the end. That's like five pages. The summary is five pages. This was a half-hour read minimum, if you sat there and read the whole thing, which I did, and I will not be going through the entire thing for you, but the basic gist of it came down to, so Mick works remotely, and Mm -hmm. he's a contracted worker, and basically he depends on good communication between his studio and the game developers himself. So a big gimmick for Doom Eternal was that they wanted to have the gameplay really ape what the music was, in back and forth. So right. as you would get into like more calm parts, it would be calmer music. More intense action sequences, more intense action parts, mm-hmm. and, and the, the problems. The arose. game
1: would actually. I'm sorry to cut you off. The game would actually vibe off of how you're playing and throw the music that way.
0: Yes, exactly. So yeah. it's a game that's so important that you know what's going on between the two things, and they figured. Like, the according to Mick, the id side was like, okay, you start working on stuff, and we'll, you know, patch it in here. And Mick's going, well, if you want my music to ape what the levels are doing, I need to know what the levels are doing. Right. And, like, a lot of the levels were not ready yet at that point. And, like, if you read the language of the contract that he signed, it was pretty fucked up. Because id basically had carte blanche to take anything that he made they could review anything, and at Mm -hmm. their whim, they could say, this isn't good enough, do something different. But they could say, do something different, but they could still keep the source material that they had. So he basically went through... what They wound up, if I remember correctly, I'll try to look it up real fast, too, from this long-ass document. But I think it came down to... He wound up with two and a half hours of music that he produced going into the game, and it wound up using five hours of what they sent him. And they only wound up paying him for the two and a half hours. And he actually did not get paid for like eight months at the longest point. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they were holding up his pay for a long goddamn time. He was getting like, there were times where he was getting no communication at all from Id. Uh, when Id was at E3 announcing Doom Eternal, that's when they dropped uh, that they were doing an OST without even talking to him. Right. And that's bad enough, but they marketed the OST as Mick Gordon soundtrack. So mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's like, Holy fuck, now my name's attached to this, and I have no idea I was even supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> like, you know, they, he, I gotta say, for as bad as it handled all this, Nick was really trusting and really gullible to a fault.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: this is like a cautionary tale. Like, if I was any kind of contract, like, you hear horror stories all the time from the video game industry from like developers and crunch time and shit like that like this poor fuck was living out of his studio and missing like easter and christmases and shit like that just Mm -hmm. to try and get this work done like like in the normal business world they have a thing called cya cover your ass like good on mick he kept every single email so he has receipts out the ass in his document Dude, after, like, if he was doing all of his calls over Skype for fucking with business, he should have been recording all of them, too. Right. At this point. Like, I don't know, you know, there's a the legality of recording phone calls and all that bullcrap, but, like, after a while, like, if you're feeling shit's going down, you gotta, like, fucking, you know, really watch out for yourself. Exactly. So, it had this extremely turbulent, terrible development cycle for him. Uh, he got raked over the coals in a lot of way, and the game eventually came out to universal acclaim, but the soundtrack that eventually came out was according to mick and to reviews from people who got it one it was late Mm -hmm. and two it was garbage because the in-house music guy kind of just spliced together stuff without like really like balancing stuff out there was a lot of pop-ins the levels were all wrong like he didn't make it musical Mm -hmm. because mick wanted to make a full soundtrack like you can't just put in sound clips you have to like you know make a score basically right and yeah so there's all this shit going down and people were complaining So this Stratton guy decides to fucking go to Reddit to put, and he put a pretty lengthy thing basically throwing Mick under the bus. Mm -hmm. So two years later, we have Mick's final statement here in his long form thing. The link will be below if you want to read through the whole thing. I got to tell you, it's a really interesting read, but block out about 40 minutes because it is long and detailed, like Nick just said. Yeah. Like, did you read this on the toilet? Some on the toilet, some back and forth between other stuff. But yes, the toilet <laughs> yeah. was involved. It was great toilet yeah.
1: weeding. Weeding? Right. I just elmer that. Weeding. The Weed Whacker. 2.0. Manscaped. No. Code drink a beer play a game. D- DBPG. Manscaped.com.
0: 20% off your first order and free shipping.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, man. And like that's the thing, too, that really sucks is the soundtrack is fucking amazing. I can't tell you how many times... I've listened to it just on repeat at the gym via YouTube, of course, you know there's really good channels out there that throw in you know playlists of you know the doom eternal soundtrack and and whatnot but um speaking of the soundtrack, it really does suck that he was not involved in the DLC because no, he wasn't at all yeah the the bridges were burned. You know, he had been thrown under the bus and run over. And, and like you said, he was gullible to a fault. But that's because he's probably a good guy, right? He seems like a super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And all he cares about is his craft at the end of the day. Um, and no no fault, right, to the fill-ins for the um, Ancient Gods DLC. But there is such a stark difference in the sound, and for someone who loves Doom as much as I do, like, I can't tell you how many different versions of Doom I have, you know, from the the beginning, the very first, to now, like, I have Doom Eternal on, on, um, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, I don't have it on Switch, um, but, I was there for like day one lunch. you know. I've got I've got a fucking Doom lunch box. I've got you know I, the fucking <laughs> nice. the Doom Slayer is my dream cosplay, but I think his name's Andrew, Sh- Ugh, gosh, Schult or Showholt or, or something like that, uh, who did the um, the Ancient Gods uh, DLC like. He had some big shoes to fill, and you can just really feel the the stark difference between um, Mick Gordon and and his work. It it really sucks that it went down this way because the ancient gods had a lot of opportunity for mix creativity because yeah. that DLC was such a uh, um I'm not gonna say like a Different kind of game because they really did amp up the difficulty and scenery um, yeah. in the in the Ancient Gods. I mean, for fuck's sakes, I'm, I'm I'm gonna spoiler alert in in um the Ancient Gods. You get to the um, the closing of Doom in its current storyline. Oh shit! And you fight yourself, basically. And you learn about, like, who the maker is. Like, basically, like, who is God and who is the devil? And you end up fighting the devil, which is basically yourself. Huh. And it's... It would have been so great to see Doom, um, Doom finish out with Mick Gordon and his soundtrack. Because, like... I can tell you, like, names of songs in that soundtrack that are just so fucking metal, dude. Like, The Only Thing They Fear Is You. You know, Um, there's the Super Gore Nest um, song that that I listen to that every time I bench. Um, You've got Metal Hell and the Gladiator song. There's just so many... uh, I can rave on and on about the soundtrack. But I am extremely bummed because I know that there will never be another Mick Gordon soundtrack for any other Doom that comes out. It's
0: not looking good.
1: No. I mean, they got to do some real fucking kiss-assery to ever get him back.
0: And it's actually funny because um, later on in the thing, he talks about how he tried to get this hit piece by Mike Stratton taken down off the Reddit because, Mm -hmm. you know, people were just... Here's why I take Mick's side for a quick side note. If you're going to put out a big official corporate statement about a major fuck-up for a thing that you think. For a thing you think. Good job. For a thing you think. For a thing you think. For yeah. a thing you announced and, you know, said it in E3. Why is your rebuttal an official statement on fucking Reddit? Of all places. So the second I hear that, I'm like, all right, I'm on mixed side. Fuck Reddit. I fucking yeah. hate Reddit. So, you know what? Mix right. Yeah. So... Of course, all the Redditors fucking started to spurg out and they got, you know, spent everywhere and people were attacking Mick and for a while it ruined his personal reputation and professional reputation. Mm-hmm. So that's why he eventually had to put this, I'm sure, it's kind of like when Pro Jerry did his rebuttal, how he took a long time to get around to it because he wanted to make sure he had all of his ducks in a row, which it right. seems like Mick did here. So, but it, <coughs> it's funny how, like, eventually at one point he actually went to the Reddit mod to be like, hey, can you please like, I'm Mick Gordon. Can you please take this down? This is ruining my life. And the mod took it down for like a couple of days, but then it went back up a little bit later. And like the current mod of like R slash Doom is kind of just like, I don't know what this other mod did, shit like that. Like, you know, keep right. it, you know, don't attack people, but you know, it's here. There's nothing I can do kind of deal. Yeah.
1: It's really it's unfortunate. It's a whole fucking crazy thing. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because I guarantee you, like, that OST would have sold like fucking fire. Oh, I yeah. know I know so many people who never even played Doom, but love the fuck out of the music from twenty sixteen and uh, twenty twenty Doom. Yeah, I never got
0: around to Doom Eternal. I really need to, but like, I absolutely loved Doom twenty sixteen. So yeah, like I, like I know his qualities there and what he can do. Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was and just Brian so- loved Eternal too. Brian played Eternal.
1: Yeah. It it was just so so cool to learn that like the music played off of how you're playing mm-hmm. and i just thought that was like such a fucking cool system metal Singer on xbox um game pass or microsoft game pass tries yeah, you to do something like that but it's it's not as good
0: <laughs> actually we uh that's a patreon request we have coming up so uh we'll be getting oh. around to that for a full review <laughs> have fun yeah not <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah it's not as good oh no but i mean you definitely have fun enjoy yeah no, brian played through it it seemed like he liked it uh Actually, funny story. Like, we're finally hitting that phase in this generation where like you need to have the new systems. Yeah. Because I try it's on Game Pass and I tried to play it, but like, it's only for the series consoles. Gotcha. So like, I tried to do the cloud streaming version and like it's a rhythm timing, you know, yeah, you need to have precise input kind of game, and I was like, this is unplayable through the cloud Game Pass. Yeah, gaming, you have to like so.
1: calibrate to like the like millisecond of you know your shot and the the sound timing and all that.
0: Yeah. So, I have it downloaded on my PS5, so I'll, I'm going to be playing it on there. But, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to play it. But that and A Plague Tale, I wanted to play that, too, and that's only for the new systems. I'm like, ah, ah we, finally hit the, we finally hit that time. Yeah. Good thing I had the PS5, or I'd be out of luck with a lot of shit. So. Right. Hey, I got a, a Series S. You want it? <laughs> if I had any kind of spare money right now, I would say yes. But I know you're a recent PS5 boy as well.
1: so. hmm PS5 and Xbox Series X.
0: Of course, I'm uh, playing my PS5 through a 2011 Panasonic VR plasma screen TV, so not really getting the full experience out of it. Maybe yeah. one day I'll upgrade. Yeah. I'll get there, but yes, Mick Gordon, my heart goes out to you. Just because the other guy went to Reddit, fuck him, and that's my final word on that.
1: Amen, hallelujah, Mick Gordon for president. So. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Coming back. Are you good? You keep coughing, bro. Are you getting sick?
0: I uh, just, got, just got too many cummings in my mouth. I can't help it. <laughs> See, that's the line Brian's going to keep in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our last topic for tonight, and this is actually breaking news. Finally, every fucking news story happens on like a Tuesday, and we record on Mondays, and we always like have some major thing happen. We have to wait a week to talk about it. Not this it's, week, motherfuckers.
1: It's cause I'm filling in.
0: It really is. It's 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 the Nick gift. You just got that R like they knew it's you were. The gonna nerdy be here. Nick magic. Exactly. See see Brian, do better. Yeah. But uh yes, <laughs> the game awards. A lot of nominees have been announced today, and we're not gonna go through them all tonight because a lot of them who fucking cares. The big one though, the big kahuna. Your six nominees for the game of the year. A Plague Tale Requiem. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three.
1: Yeah, I okay. Look, it here's here's my <laughs> spiel real quick. All right. Uh, number one, Stray. I didn't hear anyone talk about it after it got released. I heard like it maybe had like some fire to it, maybe for like three days on Twitter. Like ooh, look at I can run around as a fucking cat. Cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> also, number two, God of War Ragnarok just fucking came out. How has it had enough time to marinate in the in the thoughts for game of the year? I don't know when the cutoff day is where they decide to make this list. You know, um, I, I will say maybe there's just some <coughs> biasy <coughs> or something. But what? Um, yeah. But it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And it doesn't really matter because Elden Ring's going to run away with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nick, are you trying to say that the Video Game Awards just might be a corporate sham for the industry? And that's why they throw in a game that just released? Just for hype? Even though I it's mean, getting memed on for being extremely handholdy and, like, too much goddamn narrative?
1: I mean, y- y- you know, I that just might subtly be something about that.
0: He just, you know. like be a little thing
1: going on.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, to your point with Stray, like, like that was, like, the meme game of the year, but even for, like, being the meme game, like, it only had, like, you said, a couple weeks of lasting power, like, it right. came out, people were like, oh, this cat game's pretty goddamn cool, and they talked about it for, like, maybe a month, and then it just, like, went away. Right. Now, granted, like, I know it's a short game, and there's, like, no replayability to it, really, so, you know, it is what it is, and people mm-hmm. s- did seem to like it. Or it's just, you know, the fucking internet and a cat, and you throw that together, and then everyone just loses their mind. Right. But
1: Like, let, let me just play devil's advocate here and say, okay, if God of War Ragnarok made the list with coming out, what, in the last seven days? Yeah. How the fuck is, like, Call of Duty not on that list then?
0: I don't think Call of Duty's ever going to get that kind of love again. They could make the best game of all time, and I still don't think they'd throw it on a list here.
1: But you know, it's it's already sold like what? Over ten million copies? Has it? That much? Yeah, it was something like that. I, I saw it on um I think it was fucking um Twitter. Yeah, I mean Call of
0: Duty is one of those ten polls that like Activision lives and dies by, so like it has right. to sell every it's like EA with sports games. Like they need them to sell this much every year.
1: Yeah. That's
0: why we see them every year. But again,
1: uh, just playing <coughs> devil's advocate, I'm not saying it's game of the year, you know. It it is my fucking um uh toilet paper of a game you know you 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 go through them as much as you go through toilet paper because that's call of duty yeah but i just i am so bewildered that fucking god of war made it on there i don't even know anyone that's fucking beaten it yet it could have
0: it could have not released and it probably still would have been on here with the way this is looking yeah (laughs) But yeah, like, I, like I always feel bad for the Horizon series. Now, I haven't played them. I always hear that they're fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they have whoever times the releases for Horizon games needs to be shot. Because oh, the, the first one was a week before Breath of the Wild. So that yep. got completely overshadowed. This one, a week before Elden Ring. Holy yeah. shit. How do you yeah. have that much bad luck in a row? Fucking horrible timing. Yeah, like, I'm happy to see a Plague Tale recognized on here, because I just played the first one this year, and Mm -hmm. it really was excellent. I want to play the new one, but I gotta be honest, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it either. Right. So, like, that's, like, the storyline game of the year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, it's cool to see a Switch exclusive on here, JRPG. So, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Horizon doesn't have a chance in hell. Like It's going to come down to Elden Ring and Ragnarok, but, like... Like you said, I can't see it not being Elden Ring because, like, Elden Ring was, like, a cultural event in gaming this year.
1: Like, Yeah, it was, like, you can liken it to fucking, um, Animal Crossing, what we talked about earlier. Kind of, yeah. Like, Like everyone was fucking playing it. Everyone
0: was playing it, even people who hadn't played other, like, FromSoft games played. It's the first FromSoft game I bought, uh it it's the one that got memed on to high heaven. It's the only thing people talked about for a couple months as far right. as gaming goes. People still bring it up. Game devs for other companies still bitch about it yep. and try to cope and say that it's a bailey designed game just because no one's buying their shit dick games. Guess what motherfuckers? People just like a game that lets you play it as a game and have a real adventure. Right. So like yeah. I I can't see it not being Elden Ring either. It's got to be Elden Ring.
1: Yeah. And here's the other thing too. I I love video games. Let's just make sure I say that before I say what I'm about to say. I don't think there was really a whole lot of of good games that came out this year.
0: You know what? You know what actually is the most surprising thing to not see on here, and I had completely forgotten it even came out. Uh, the The Last of Us Remake Part One.
1: I'm glad it's not on here. For like such I, a
0: lazy remake as that was really, and like you know, yeah, really in no. essence.
1: It has, it. it, it look, it, it has no business being in existence. There was no need for this game. No want for this game. The only reason they're releasing this game is, is I guarantee you, because of the show that's coming out. Yeah. And you that know? does look pretty good. We talked
0: about it. It looks pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the show does look pretty good, and you cannot go wrong with um, the cast, but this is the second remake of this game. And they have the fucking. I hate this about Final Fantasy 7, They have the audacity to split it into separate parts. Yep. To make you spend more money on something you already have that is semi current gen. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the PS4 had
0: the HD remake. And
1: mm-hmm. this
0: is just another. Like, I know it's a little bit of a reimagining and shit, but, like, it doesn't do that much new from what I've seen.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, you get some little texture differences here and there, but at the end of the day, like, bro, this this did not need to come out.
0: Yeah, I think that's, like, the one, like, real glorious thing, is that, like, the, like that that's a game that you're like, all right, the Game industry is going to jerk it off because it's Naughty Dog and Last of Us, and they're going to throw yeah. it on there. But I they mean, did it. So yeah. kudos kudos to you, Jeff Keighley, for keeping it off there. I got to give you that.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like... Out of all the games that are on this list, I'm not really impressed by any of them.
0: Yeah, like like I said, I'd still want to really play a Plague Tale because I liked the first one so much.
1: Yeah. Elden Ring I really
0: liked, but I only put like 15 hours in. I gotta, like, I'm got Like, i going to put that on my resolution list next year to actually beat it. Yeah. So, here comes another 100 fucking hours of play time.
1: Yeah, <coughs> yeah I think uh, my co-host Josh, he had spent... God hundred and twenty five hours, I wanna say.
0: That's what I hear like from all my buddies who like actually beat it. They all yeah. spent like over a hundred hours to beat it. I'm just like, oh god damn.
1: Yeah. I mean like I'm a dad, you know, we're both dads. We both yep. got, you know, um jobs that take a lot of our attention. Um you know, and and whatnot. Like I just it is so hard to see myself sitting down and playing through a game. That's going to require 125 hours of my time. Yep. You know, like I would as much as just dis- as disappointed as I was with how short um, Modern Warfare 2's campaign was. I was like, ah, I beat a game. Yeah. Thank you know? God. Thank yeah. It didn't
0: say its welcome. It mm-hmm. left you wanting more. Like there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Like, like, I unfortun-
1: think- like unfortunately, like I- there's no way I'm going to-, to finish the level 50 club this year. No way. You know, it it is what it is. You know, I'm also in the middle of or I'm at the tail end. It's wedding week.
0: But (laughs) I mean, you are getting married. That's, you know, somewhat important. I think level 50 is more important, but weddings are kind of.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And of course, you know, too, I'm I'm your uh, your online guy. So I play competitive stuff online. You know, there was plenty of time where I was just playing fucking Fortnite because they had Dragon Ball Z shit. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. that that took my time but I don't know oh, if I can. Oh,
0: look at Mr. I'm just having fun with my
1: games and not getting a number out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, fancy. Hey, you know what? I should have asked you this. I should have asked you guys this a while ago. Um, does getting a uh, a battle or a victory royale count as beating Fortnite? I would throw that in there. Yes. Okay, then. Another game. There we go. Done. Cuz I've done that a few times as as uh, Goku. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. But, um,
0: uh, you're that, you're that guy with all those memes for that month where like, you're that last guy trying to run away and you're hearing that Kamehameha fucking loading up. You're oh like, fuck, my fuck, God.
1: Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, but anyways, going back to like, uh, Elden Ring, it is a game. Like I, I have, um, not demon souls. Help me out here, Jim. Dark souls, dark souls. I have dark souls two, three. Um, Oh, dark souls one, two, and three. I'm sorry. Um, but I've never, I, I think I played like half an hour of, of dark souls one. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I'm like, ah, it's not for me, but Elden Ring looked like it lived up to the hype and I really do want to play it. It's just so daunting looking at the, the time that it's going to take to beat it.
0: Oh yeah. There's, there's no way I can do level 50 next year if I plan on beating Elden Ring and I would much rather beat Elden Ring. So. <laughs> right.
1: yeah. Like that's is, gonna take up so much goddamn time. Is level fifty gonna be a thing next year? Well,
0: I I assume we're gonna try it again. I
1: uh-huh. mean, why not? Yeah, I do have. I don't know. I don't know. Really, how I'm gonna have the
0: fucking time to do it again because I'm gonna right. I'm gonna barely scrape into fifty some this year. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we're both collectors. We both have mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, NES games, SNES, you know, Genesis and whatnot, and we could probably beat a lot of those games. I'm sure, you know, but yeah. It, you have to focus onto that, but anyways, um... Stray did look interesting. I won't lie. You know I, I do want to play that. Like I was yeah. like a little bummed when it wasn't on Game Pass, but
0: I do want to play Stray. But right. like I don't, I don't, I don't want to pay forty bucks for a five hour game.
1: Yeah, like a cat simulator and a cyberpunk aesthetic, and like oh, it just it looked I, cool. I,
0: I, I'm, I'm a dog person, so you know, right? A dog.
1: Yeah, same Um... I've never played a Xenoblade Chronicles game, whatever. Yeah, I, I
0: like I mean, I own a couple of them just, you know, cuz I'm a stupid collector, but right. yeah,
1: I like I'm never going to play
0: a Xenoblade Chronicles game. Come on.
1: Yeah. I, I do like that there's a um fucking anchor man's in my head right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like that there is some diversity. Um, in this, uh, game of the year, you know, category, you know, a a very old, old wooden ship. (laughs) 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 Um, so there, but yeah,
0: like if you look back to like 2020 when like the indie hit that they threw on, there was fucking Hades, which is a goddamn masterpiece. Yes. And then like the indie hit this year is stray and you're just like, eh,
1: like I would have rather, now hear me out. I know it's like so small and shit, but I would have rather seen like fucking Infernax on there.
0: Yeah, Infernax was a kind of a big deal for a little bit. People were all like hyped about that and playing it. Yeah, I know.
1: I know you and Brian both played it. So. Oh, dude, it was like yeah, it was like a true. As much as people were like over the moon about a uh, Curse of the Moon, um, was what, what Bloodstained Curse of the Moon? Yeah. Yeah, as much as people were over the over the moon about that. Uh, and saying it was like a true callback to old school Castlevanias, I think Infernax was uh, a, a did a better job and also introduced um, like Dark Souls like elements to it as well.
0: I do have that on like I downloaded it like I downloaded it through uh, Game Pass. It's on my Xbox right now. I do want to get yeah. around to it. And funny you mentioned Bloodstained, like I played Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon two this year, and I fucking loved it. But right. if you're saying that Infernax is even
1: better in that genre, I guess
0: I gotta have to play it.
1: Oh yeah, you, you need to, dude. It's so fun. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind, I will say this. I'm kind of bummed. There's like no shooters on there. A little but I'm weird, more bummed but in that for, genre, I'm bummed you, that that genre did not do well enough to even have one game on there. Now, how about for a rebuttal? There is a
0: good stretch of, like, six, seven years where, like, there are so many goddamn shooters. Is it kind of nice to not see that genre dominating everything again? Well...
1: I mean, didn't Halo Infinite come out this year? Uh, I think it was to tail end of 21.
0: I might be wrong about that. I'll to look that up. Let me look that up right now. Yeah, I am in front of a computer. I don't have an
1: excuse not to look it up. I mean, same as these. I almost—I went for the you know iPhone real quick, but you said you were gonna look it up, so
0: November twenty twenty
1: one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess depending on what day, apparently that came out because obviously God of War made yeah. the list this year. You know, who who knows? I don't know what the candidates. Were <laughs> it's last so goddamn year. goofy. It's already there, dude. Yeah, it's like it's. Didn't it come out, like, last Thursday? Or, or Once you brought that up, it's like, holy shit, that really did just come out. Yeah, like, I have friends who bought the game day of and still haven't beaten it yet. Yeah, like, and they're just like, oh, oh like, that, oh, fucking,
0: what, the, what, oh, god, I'm trying fucking... to think of, like, that perfect comparison where, like, you can just show, you can just, like, show up and you, like, automatically get put to, like, the front of the line kind of deal. It's like being, like, an A-list celebrity.
1: Yeah, it's like being, like, a rich white guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) God of War is the rich white guy that everyone hates.
1: Yeah. I mean, he is literally white. His skin is literally white. It is is ash white. It's literally ash. (laughs) Boy. But yeah, no. um, I don't know, man. If Halo wasn't on last year's, then I would say it deserves to be on this year's. But that could be easily rebuttaled if it was on last year's. But either way, I, I get what you're saying. I just... I guess I'm sad and miss the days of, like, when Gears was, was at its high. And Halo was at its high. And, and fucking Crackdown, the first one anyways, was, like, breaking barriers and, and whatnot. And you had Borderlands on there and shit. You know, so it's like... Meh. I, I do wish, maybe may, you know what it is, bro. You know what it is. Number Let one, me it's it. me being it's me being too nostalgic and not letting go of my past. And number two, it is me being so fucking bitter that Doom Eternal didn't win Game of the Year in twenty twenty. <laughs> what did win in twenty twenty? I can't remember. I th- I know Doom was up for it. I think. Was it God of No? Did God of When did God of War? Was that twenty? 20-
0: Nineteen. Oh, fucking Last of Us Part Two. One, uh, what do you call? Oh. It? <laughs> which I haven't played. I can't comment on it. I never even played the first one. I got to get around to it.
1: But I they're... feel like those games, if anything, are so um, overhyped and shit.
0: Dude, you know what? I think about that with like all the Naughty Dog cinematic games at this point. Like, yeah. I, I, I do want to play at least Last of Us One, which like everyone seemed to love, but like. Like this year, I finally got around to Uncharted 2, and I famously hate the Uncharted games. Right. And, like, I eventually understood why people like 2, because, like, the uh-huh. last half of the game is pretty good. But I was still just like, it still had that, like, stink of, like, crappy combat and, like, too much cinematics. And, like, right. it's everything's just built to be, like, you know, a movie in a video game form. But it doesn't really do either as good as they think it is. But it's right. also an automatic 10 from Game Informer, that kind of bullshit.
1: But see, like, even there's. I don't think there's anything wrong with a cinematic experience as long as the gameplay is really good. Yeah. Look at, back at like the the Tomb Raider, you know, reboot series. Those games were pretty fucking, uh, pretty fucking great. Yeah. in My opinion. But uh, and, and story wise too. But yeah, Last of Us. I feel like they're just overrated. Yeah,
0: I mean, I do want to give them a go and you know try it, but like I also know I'm, like it's gonna be a thing I had to
1: force myself into. Yeah, I played the first Last of Us, and actually I think it was like the HD version, like the remake or whatever. Yeah, the PS4, like, you know, prettied up version, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, because I got a code for that, actually, when I got my PS4 Slim, I want to say, on Amazon Prime Day, Um, and after, like, do you know anything about the game?
0: ish like i don't like if you say anything i don't really care so okay it's fine so like
1: <laughs> i played the first like half hour of the game where you play as joel's daughter yeah the night shit you know breaks loose well yeah it goes down like, and i know
0: i know his daughter dies and now he becomes like a surrogate daughter that kind of shit yeah
1: yeah so like after i played as the daughter and got shot by like the military or whatever i was like a fairly new-ish dad Mm. and i was like nope done <laughs> done putting this away because you know being a dad like certain things start to like pull it your start- strings it starts way. to
0: hit different yes yeah completely.
1: yeah before i'd be like Fuck them kids and whatever you know but now i mean sometimes still i'll like fucking
0: shoot her much. next <laughs> right yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um no rushing this bitch but uh Wow <laughs> 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 oh, um- we're old goddamn we're old Oh dude, yeah. Yeah. Oh but yeah, I never I never really after that I put the put the game down and never picked it back up. But after seeing like reviews, gameplay and so on and so forth, I feel like that game is or that series is so underrated. Or overrated, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, I, I
0: eventually want to find out for myself, but I'm also not in a hurry. I'll, I'll do it eventually. I don't care. Yeah. Or if you want to force me into it, sign up for our Patreon.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> for as little as $2. Well, if you right? the game is request five? is 5 bucks, That's a okay. $5 team. Sorry, sorry. Uh...
0: But you do get the bonus episodes of the podcast with it, with the lovely nerdy Nick, who was so kind to join me tonight to bail my goddamn ass out, because God yeah. knows I can't carry a show on my own. Nick. Oh, you,
1: you could, bro. You could.
0: Nick, I, I've done it once, and it went 45 minutes, and it wasn't terrible, but I was like exhausted by the end. Like yeah. I don't know I don't know how Bill Burr does it like two times a week and he goes for like an hour and a half each time just by himself. Well he's got a lot to say. He does. Fucking Billy
1: Redface. But yeah. yeah.
0: But Nick, once again, thank you so much for coming on this week, my man. And once again, please plug away where can everyone find you?
1: You can find me on all podcast major podcast platforms and even on Audible of all places. Um <laughs> On the N Squared podcast, where for as little as zero dollars you can ask away, la da, <laughs> you can ask away any questions that you want. Just keep an eye out on my Twitter at buffnerd when I post. Um, where we're gonna be recording, and we want your questions. We will read them live on the air. Well, I guess it's not so much live, but you get the picture live enough just just imagine it's basically weird. yeah yeah it's new radio um thank you to uh, all of our listeners in Iceland and like, England and all the other foreign countries that we have an audience which is bewildering to me how do you have um, so many
0: fucking women listening to your show dude, we have just, like
1: none i have a 53% female listenership it blows my mind because i thought i thought brian was supposed to be the pretty one i don't know if he's not as pretty as i thought or if i'm just that repugnant I don't know which, but we have like
0: <laughs> 2%, and you've got like 50 You are doing something good, and, man. And,
1: and it's crazy because we talk about pro wrestling, comic books, video games, shit that's going on in movies, um, and, and all that good shit. And we don't really pull our punches over there either, just like you guys. But you can find me over on the N Squared podcast. Um, you can find me on Twitter at BuffNerd. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at nerdy nick underscore 91 and finally you can find me on youtube at nerdy nick underscore 91 um shit has just been kind of janky because i've been getting closer and closer to my wedding this is wedding week baby november 18th 2022 i will be off the market so sorry jim but uh <laughs> i can still fat. but um we will be getting back to our regularly scheduled programming and once I figure out what's wrong with my PC, I'll start editing videos again and start doing all that good stuff. So, mm, gotta love technology. Oh yeah. Oh, and actually,
0: before we sign off, Nick, how was that beer?
1: The beer was really good. I only had one of them. Uh, I was I was gifted a you know build your own six pack for helping someone uh, jump their car the other day. Um, so they just gave me a mix of beers, but that that that. Um, peanut butter flavored milk stout by belching beaver was really good it went down way too quick i wish i had more uh i've been sipping on miller lights ever since kind right. of a palate cleanser you know so to speak but it was really good
0: and yeah the uh oh man
1: these berry monkeys
0: are fucking dangerous um I went through three super fast and had to stop myself from a fourth because I was like, I would be in terrible shape tomorrow if I had uh, four of these. But, yeah, no, these were – I'm sure you can probably hear it as this episode progresses. But, yeah, these (laughs) were really good. These were really, really smooth. And, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of Sours – actually, if you don't like Sours but, like, you want to see why people can get into them, it's, like, a good starter for Sours because you get a shitload of alcohol – but you don't get that like really harsh bite or like even overly fruitiness. It's very well balanced, so it's good shit nice. right there.
1: Yeah, and once again, thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode of the Power Hour. Yes, of course. Yes. Code code DBPG
0: for twenty percent off your order and free shipping. That's right. Where you can get the lawnmower
1: four point oh
0: baby yeah give me some waterproof, easy to clean, no nicks. Well, we got the one good Nick here, but not the bad Nicks. No bad Nicks.
1: That's right. I,
0: I want this Nick on my balls, not these Nicks. So
1: <laughs> God damn it, Jim. And there goes the sponsorship. Oh, but yes, thank yeah.
0: you to everyone for checking out this episode. Please make sure to check out all the links to Nick's content. We'll have them below in the descriptions. And as always, guys, cheers. Cheers.